What's going on, everybody? Curtis Wilkerson and Andrew Ellis of Natty State Sports coming to you with another episode, a Monday episode of the Six Pack. It has been an eventful weekend. We got a lot of talk to talk about. Uh, Andrew, you've been a you've been a busy man. I mean, you've been at Bomb Walker uh, pretty much the entirety of your existence the last few days here. So, are you aware of anything else that's going on in the outside world? That's I guess I should ask that question first. Well, very much. The times that I have not been at Bomb, I've been with you at Buffalo Wild Wings watching some fights. So yes. you, I'm, I'm locked in on that subject. That is on the agenda today. That so is we, on we the will agenda. get to that. <laughs> so that's the one thing. If you want to ask me any question about Arkansas baseball or the Ultimate Fighting Championship, I have the answer for you. Any other topic, who knows? But uh, I'm ready to get rolling, man. I had a good weekend, so I'm feeling good. Yeah. Well, while we were watching uh, the UFC card, the NBA All-Star weekend festivities were on in the background. Uh, it's a shame that they didn't have that audio on because apparently we would have heard just Kenny Smith out of pocket going off the rails. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how much of this you saw, if any, but I, I, I have the quote. I saw the <laughs> quote afterwards like you. I didn't I didn't hear it in the moment, obviously. But was I, he drunk? I don't know what's going on, but he, he's kind of in trouble or, or maybe uh, people are pushing to cancel him for a couple different things from the night. Uh, but the first thing that I thought was just kind of bizarre and kind of interesting uh Steph Curry and Sabrina yeah. Sabrina Ionescu, which I watched that happen. I that watched was that whole awesome, thing happen. By the and way, I, yeah, the I've been waiting for that it, yeah. for a three point contest. Uh, Steph won, okay, right. but Sabrina showed out. I mean, she shot. She was at Oregon, right? Uh, I don't know where she was from. I, mean, she, she's, I remember her she's in with the Liberty now. That's I, all I know. Yeah, I just remember her but, in college. She was nasty. Oh in college, yeah, dude. dude. And she's got mad range. And so they had the yeah. three point competition there against each other. Steph, Steph won. He had twenty nine. He's he's probably the best shooter of all time. But Sabrina shot from the men's yeah. three point line, like the NBA three point line. She had twenty six. Like it was impressive. A lot of people. Had, there was actually. I, I remember during the actual three point contest, there was a round where I think three people. I think it was like Carl Anthony Towns, yeah, Dame Lillard, and maybe someone else all had twenty six. So it's like right. that tells you right there, like she she fit right in with with that. I mean, back in the day, dude, you could win the contest with like a twenty four. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. So for yeah, sure. I mean, that's that's stroking it, man. Oh yeah, she's she a was, pure stroker. She was killing it for sure. Uh, but but the thing about it that was just weird is Kenny Smith just. Uh, he just wasn't having it, and he was he was yeah. going off saying she should have shot from the women's line. That would have made it a fair contest. I still support Sabrina, but she should have shot it from the women's line. Um, I don't know. I just feel like that's a weird stance to take when yeah. she shot from the men's and she she had, she had twenty six. She was better than half the guys who were in the damn event. Right? If she yeah, if she had had seven points, and then yeah, if you had to defend her performance, that's the line you should have used. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that is a very weird thing to say after the, you just watched. I mean, there was there was plenty of people who had less than twenty six. Plenty of plenty of men shooters over the course of the three point contest history who have oh, less yeah. than twenty six. So yeah, that's a that's a weird thing. And look, we're not going to sit here and act like we're truly offended by it. Like we, you know, I like Kenny Smith for the most part. I won a title with the Rockets. You know, I'm, I always rock with Kenny Smith. I think he does a great job on TNT. Yeah, uh, just a weird comment. You know, weird weird comment to make. And well, he 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 made it weirder for himself because Reggie Miller. Um, to his credit, kind of he kind of called him out on it. He was like, yeah. "Why are you going to put boundaries on her?" Like she wanted to shoot from the NBA line. She shot from the NBA line. Shot damn well. <laughs> and and here was his response. And this is the one that got me. I didn't see. I didn't see the response. Okay, I don't so think. Kenny said uh, she should have shot from the line. Uh, there is yeah. a women's tee in golf, and there is a yeah. men's tee for a reason. All right, now you're pissing people. I did off. see. Okay, <laughs> like, I, I didn't know if that was part of it. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, the, the men's tee for a reason is wild because golf and basketball. Believe it or not, Curtis, are very different sports. Yes. Yeah. They, I, also, they, I don't think they, uh, they I don't think indeed. Ronda Rousey should have to fight Sean O'Malley for the the bantamweight strap. Thank you. I understand that <laughs> men and women there are differences, and 
you know, we live in a society. Mm-hmm. This context, though, of shooting a shot against nobody, one, I mean, she, Sabrina, Kenny Smith, I guarantee you right now, would not make 26 points no, in the NBA. There's no absolutely way. Absolutely not. And he could shoot it back in the day, but it's like, she's clearly a high level, world class shooter. And she shot it from the men's line shot well. It's like, it's, yeah. this is a nothing thing Yeah, had here, she you know? made like six, then you right. could have said, well, yeah, yeah. why didn't she just shoot from the women's line? But yeah, that was a weird, a weird time to pick that argument. Right. A bad look for Kenny. But then he doubled down in the dunk contest. Did you see that? No, I didn't see the double down. Okay, so uh, you know how they have like, it's like the LED court or whatever. Like they just can pop mm-hmm. up whatever they want to on the court. Yeah. And so in the introduction, it looked crazy, dude. I was watching the celebrity oh, yeah. game. It was crazy. They had the Ruffles, Ruffles crunch time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, bro, what's going on? Oh, man? yeah. The court was, was coming alive. And so when uh, they were introducing Jaime Jaquez, who was in the dunk yeah. contest, and he did like a salute to Mexican heritage. And the the NBA players from Mexico have come in the past. Whatever, it's cool. How many have um, they been? Like, four? yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> they had like uh, the lane turned into the Mexican flag and everything like gotcha. that. And then all of a sudden, you just hear Kenny Smith, and he's like, "Oh, I did, I did all, see this one. What's all this Mexican stuff about? Like, what's, what's this Mexican heritage deal all about?" And so they had to explain to him at the time. But it's just a really tone deaf thing. Yeah. After you already made a fool of yourself with the with the Sabrina chatter, so yeah, I don't know what he was doing, you man. But chance, he was ticking everybody off on the set. You think there's a chance Kenny had a few things to drink while he was he in Indianapolis? But they were in Indianapolis, right? Uh, yeah, Indianapolis. Uh, which now you've been in Indy. I have not. You mm-hmm. like the city, right? Love the city. Um, it's, it's great for events city, like this. If there's a city you're going to show up drunk to, is is Indy the one? It's definitely one of them. Is it? Yeah. I've heard because uh, because you're you're there for I've a heard very they do, specific it is reason. A big party season, yeah. It is. Yeah, their downtown is very. Uh, it's like compact with a ton of bars, and they're all around the yeah, the arenas it's all and everything. Distance, right? Yeah, because like when I when I stayed down there, I assume this is at Banker's Life. I don't know what it's called now, but where the yeah. Pacers play. Right. And yeah, right downtown uh, for the Indian, uh, the NCAA tournament when the whole bubble was there, everything was in walking distance. Yeah, it's is it like super crowded down there where it's like hard to get into places? Mm, I guess you went during like kind of semi COVID. Semi COVID, yeah. But, but was, I've been there for a yeah. Final Four before that, and mm. it was yeah. I mean, it was pretty packed. Yeah. Um, but I it's, it's cool definitely one of those places where it's not like unless you're going to the Motor Speedway or whatever to tour yeah. it, you're either there for the event you're attending or to get hammered like that that's yeah. that's why you go see, to indianapolis see, i kind of so. want to go to indy when it's not when there's nothing going on you know it's when it's just time. like whatever maybe yeah. we'll go for the indy 500 i guess that is something going on but we I mean, go yeah we go do that but that's not way i wouldn't be down downtown right mm, no not really but you can stay downtown yeah like that yeah. maybe we go to indy for the 500 yeah. we go we hang out downtown we do our walk our bar crawl and then we yeah. go to the see the the speedway yeah why not or a cold game or yeah, i don't know i don't know why why i act like we've ever even consumed the daytona 500 or whatever the indy 500 yeah i mean i'll go watch whatever what it do is, they say turn left or whatever for yeah, 5 you, hours i don't know <laughs> spoiler alert they're going to turn left a lot yeah we <laughs> no, should go to a colts game we should go yeah no yeah. that'd be i think that'd be a blast or a pacers game let's I, go to the let's go to the draft combine Let's do that. It's in India. Now right? we're talking. Yeah, Let's go now to the we're combine. talking. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, there you think we go. they credential go us for that? I'm sure they would. It can't be that hard. <laughs> Hopefully, oh. they, don't, they don't see this where we're just like making this plan on a whim so they know we're not actually there to cover whoever the hell Arkansas has in the draft. Who's Arkansas have in the draft? Uh, Football? Five guys, right? They'll have somebody, I think, right? I think there are five guys going through. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who get drafted. Not Landon Jackson because he came back to school. He's like the best prospect I could think of. Yeah, he would uh, completely. Nudie will get. He'll get drafted for sure, Nudie. right? <laughs> I would imagine, but I would hope so. Yeah, yeah. 
That was a tough one. That's a tough one for the Arkansas football program that we just yeah, couldn't, it's, we it's, couldn't come up with any draftable player. Right. It's not their best work, but, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of an interesting segue maybe uh, to our next topic because we're talking about, you know, draftables and everything like that. Um, and, you know, the NBA went through this whole deal where they started the, the G League Ignite program. Oh, yeah. And so they were starting to pick off some of the best college prospects or basketball prospects uh, to get them to avoid going to college uh, because you could pay them and then just, you know, kind of put them in a confined space yeah. and, and prep them for the draft or whatever. Um, Ron Holland <clears throat> comes yeah. to mind there, he right? Was, he was he Ignite? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I He's couldn't Ignite guy. Because there's another version. There's like Overtime Elite Overtime too, Elite's right? a little bit different. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, but the same premise there. Yeah. Uh, but it was interesting because, you know, Adam Silver, he's obviously interviewed and everything at the All-Star Weekend, um, and he kind of called into question the future of G League Ignite, basically saying – uh, given everything that's happened with NIL and all that, like it's it's just not as enticing uh, for those Come players because the the main sell for uh, for the G League Ignite was their ability to pay. Yeah, um, and now you can go to college and get the you know get the college experience, uh, play in meaningful games in front of big crowds. There's a lot of things that are enticing right. about that, and make as much or more money. And I'm sure Adam Silver also doesn't love the NCAA hating him. You know. Yeah, like I'm, oh, sure I'm, he's, sure. I'm sure he yeah. doesn't like that relationship being weird. I'm all for it just because I'm a Rockets fan. And Jalen Green was one of those players oh, yeah. who skipped out on college to go to play for G League Ignite. Mm-hmm. And uh, now he's playing for the Rockets, and he has no sense of structure, no sense of responsibility. And right. he, he, he is kind of a roadblock in this future we're trying to build in Houston. I like Jalen Green. I cheer for the young man. I think that going to G League Ignite kind of was a bad decision for him in hindsight. Mm-hmm. I think he needed some structure. He needed to go somewhere where he could really be coached and have that experience that you're talking about, being a part of a team, being a part of a team where the where it matters if you win or lose, because that's one thing you definitely don't have in G League Ignite. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I, I just think, and look, I'm not I'm not having sour gripes about the Ron Holland thing, just because I think you and I both were. I don't want to get too into basketball recruiting talk, but I don't think either of us spent a long period of time thinking Ron Holland was ever going to Arkansas. I think we spent more time thinking it was never going to happen rather than being enticed by that little window where it looked like they were going to. Sure. So when he eventually made the choice, it wasn't like we were like, oh, wow, what the heck? You know, it was yeah. kind of... But I think there's a lot of players where... Now, we'll see how it works out for his career, but I just think it's way cooler to have have star players going to college. Like I love yeah. college basketball when the top draft, draft prospects are there. And like, right. look, if you want to let them go out of high school, which it seems like they're turning... I think that's happening soon, right? Like next year or the year after? I think so, yeah. Yeah, but I think uh, – and, and that's another aspect of this is mm-hmm. those players that we're describing like a Jalen Green or Ron Holland, if they can go out of high school, they're just going to go out of high school. They were probably never going to go to college anyway. So it's like if you have them going out of high school, you really don't need a middle ground there with the Ignite, right? right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it, that's kind of what uh, what Adam Silver was saying. I, yeah. I'm looking at his quote here, and he said, uh, he said I'm not sure what the future of job, Team man. Ignite will be uh, because before there was a hole in the marketplace that we thought we were filling, uh, right. and now my focus is turning to earlier development of those players. So, yeah, I don't I don't I, think it's going to be a Silver, thing much man, longer. The, you know, we can is make he the fun best of, commissioner he's in professional sports? He's easily the best one in professional sports. One, just because everyone hates Manfred and everyone hates Goodell. Yeah, um, yeah. like truly like unanimous disapproval. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are people that hate Adam Silver, but if you just look at some of the big picture decisions the NBA has had to make over the last decade, yeah. They've been pretty much batting like 800, you know, like the bubble when the when they had to do the whole bubble thing, 
that worked out flawlessly. That, they were yep. one of the first pro sports leagues to pull that off, too, so that was impressive. Um, I feel like he's handled a lot of the draft rules that they've had to set now, and like I think they're finally going to reach a good point where the high school players can go, but the players that go to college kind of need to stay there for a little bit. Like I think that's kind of like where, where I guess – in college, you'll still be able to leave after one year, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so it's like I think I think that that's the being able to go to the NBA whenever is probably mm-hmm. the right move because you have all these guys who are clear NBA dudes that are just being part of the system, and so he cleans up a lot of stuff. Uh, I feel like they've handled everything well. I think the play-in tournament, people were antsy about it at first, and then it turned out to be a really huge success. True. Same with the in-season tournament. People at first were kind of like, oh, this sucks. I don't know what's going on. And then it happens, and everybody's like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, and so, it's not bad. Right. Uh, I just think that they've been kind of nailing a lot of decisions <laughs> with the NBA, and so I think Adam Silverman, if he, whatever he says, I usually agree with for the most part. Yeah, he should run for president. Yeah. Speaking of running for president, <laughs> please tell me that you have seen Donald Trump's shoes. I haven't. Let me Google them right now. Yeah, you got to Google, Google them right now, and I'll, I'll prime it up while you find a picture of them. Uh, <laughs> very, very interesting. So Donald Trump shows up at SneakerCon, which I, 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 I think was in actually. I think it was in Philadelphia, and he's dropping a shoe line. Like Donald Trump is getting in the sneaker game, and I'm really interested to see if we wind up seeing any pro athletes rocking these things. I don't know if we were not, uh, but for Enos three, Cantor. Th- yeah, Enos Cantor, <laughs> damn, for $399, <laughs> you can get these shoes, but they're called the Never Surrender High Tops. I mean, they are shiny. They're golden. They've got the American flag detail um, on the back of them, and he's a... Uh, I can't believe that. Is there not a bald eagle on that somewhere? Well, I feel there, like- he has three different shoes out there i've only okay. seen these the gold sneakers so far i'm looking at these gold ones i'm looking at a couple different var- variations yeah it yeah. seems like there should be a fat bald eagle just sitting right there these yeah, are exactly uh, these are loud. ass curtis they look they look like something that would be worn on like rocky back in the day <laughs> Listen, you know dude, we're not again we don't talk politics on this show if you want to <laughs> no. you want to vote for trump you're more than entitled to do that if you want to vote for biden you're more than entitled to do that we're gonna if talk about the weird this shit shoe, they do if you're rocking this shoe you need to look yourself in the in the mirror <laughs> what are you doing what are you doing for 399 dollars. <laughs> this is literally like and look i supported the ball family back in the day oh yeah I didn't buy that damn shoe that they sell for four hundred dollars. <laughs> like, no, and if you did, dude. you need to reevaluate again. Like, yeah, that's crazy. This uh, is an open so, scam. It's man. so funny because it, it the launch of it came a day after uh, they <laughs> the fraud thing. It, yeah, the thing yeah. in New York where like him and his uh, company had to pay three hundred fifty five million dollars in penalties, and he's like, yeah. oh, I'm uh, I'm gonna launch these shoes, and uh, you can pay three hundred ninety nine dollars to get them. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know about is, those, man. This is a heat check from Trump, which he has a lot of, where he's pushed the limits of like what he can get stupid people to do. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, he, so much so that he he successfully ran for president of the United States. That was pretty far. But oh, yeah. I think he's just kind of like throwing stuff out there just to see who he can get it's on so board. It's so funny, you know, like, man. And I mean, he, they're going to end up making some amount of money off it because I don't think it t- it costs $400 to manufacture this shoe, just looking at it. Right. Um, I think... Uh, I think I think enough dumb people will buy that. For it's sure. pretty hilarious looking at his coats. I can just hear him right now, but uh, apparently it was like a mixture of booze and cheers, which is is I think typical for any political figure, including Trump. But he's got like yeah. the shoes in his hand. He's just like, where did he from? Where that? It was in Philadelphia. Gotcha. He's like, there's a lot of emotion in this room. You know, this is something I've been talking about for 12 years, 13 years, and I I think it's going to be a big success, huge success. You know, and he's just like pimping mm. out his shoe brand, which is. Uh, just hey, amazing. I, I wonder. Respect, if he, I respect him, man. Respect the hustle. If he was going to start this, he should have already signed somebody to a sneaker deal. You know. Yeah, like, he could have found an these. athlete. Uh, yeah. Nick Bosa. 
Yeah, the why cover not? athlete. Yeah, but what NBA player? Do we, <laughs> are there any NBA players that are like openly? I, Jonathan Isaac, weirdly enough, mm. probably not a huge one you would have expected. He's a huge Trump guy. Maybe right. that's who he should uh, he should target. Well, maybe they branch into UFC. Like maybe Colby Co- uh, oh, Colby dude. Covington will wear his shoes <laughs> for <laughs> sure. Like, Colby Covington will wear these suckers in the octagon, man. Yeah, and he would buy them like yeah. with his own money. To Even get Sean Strickland wouldn't wear these shoes. Yeah. I feel confident in saying that. Man, it's so funny. It's a yeah, his, of a I, shoe, God, I love the quotes. He's like, <laughs> I have some incredible people that work with me on these things and they came up with this. It's going to be a big success. Uh, we're going to turn this country around and fast. We're going to turn it around and we're going to remember the young people and we're going to remember sneaker con. That's, there a, you that's go. a speech right there, brother. Uh, yeah, the Donald Trump shoes. Um, go get them today, folks. Dude, there's just this picture of him like looking down. He's he's holding the shoes like in his hands as if he's like walking off the court or walking yeah. to the court. It's just uh, whoever anybody listening to this, you know. <laughs> Please, if you were buying this sneaker, we need to see a picture of, yes. of you in them whenever they show up. Yes. If if we get if somebody sends a a, pic, a photo into us rocking the uh the Donald Trump sneakers, there'll be a prize involved. It won't it we won't be a three hundred ninety nine dollar value, but there will be a prize involved. And it will probably involve us buying you a few beers at Flyway at our yes. next fly, uh next event. I think that's right. Yeah, it show up at Flyway with your Donald Trump Tuesday sneakers, bro. For the basketball stream in your yes. Donald Trump sneakers and the drinks are on us the entire night. 100%. Done. Or they're on Flyway, one of the one of the other. Yeah, either way you won't be paying yeah. for them. So. If, if you show up to Flyway in Donald Trump sneakers, you're not paying for drinks, buddy. Yeah. You're oh, not yeah. paying for drinks. Uh, a perfect segue as we reach our midpoint here from uh Donald Trump sneaker game. Uh, which makes no sense is to yes. Beyonce being a country music yeah. superstar, which I had no idea about this, Andrew, until I saw a story. Um, just read it today, and it was a, a radio station. I think it was in Oklahoma that was catching so much heat for not playing Beyonce's country mm-hmm. music, and everybody's like, "Oh, they're you know they're racist or whatever." But th- the truth is, like these people, it's a smaller station, like a local station. They had no idea that she had country music that had yeah. gone out. Like, they didn't have the music, and it wasn't, like, a personal thing. Have you they, heard the song, by the they way? They thought it was a joke. I've heard both of the songs. Me and Scotty listened to them right yeah. before you got here. Um, the Texas Hold'em song is kind of a banger. I've only heard the Texas Hold'em song. There's another country song? Uh, yeah, it's called 16 Carriages. Um, and it's it, it's okay. It's not my it's not yeah. my cup of tea. But the Texas Hold'em Texas one, Hold'em I was like, you one. know what? I kind of like this a little and bit. And I would, I would classify it as country. Would you? I mean, it's country, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, country, I, I right? definitely think so. And... <laughs> To be, you know, transparent here, like people have been sampling Beyonce's songs in country for years and years and years, like decades. Um, and she's got there. I, I, tell me I'm crazy, but like there's some sort of I don't know if it's a family connection. She has some kind of ties or connection to the country music it, scene yeah. anyway. Um, and I don't know what it is, but she definitely does. At any rate, I feel like I remember her going to like the CMT Awards or something. Like, a yeah, maybe maybe like that's I, right. Or yeah, I, I like she, she knows, had some kind yeah. of uh, yeah, some kind of duet or something <laughs> with somebody there. Uh, but no, I mean, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. I think it's cool, and it wouldn't surprise me if she winds up winning, you know, well, okay. some country music awards for it. We talked about this a little bit uh, on the Grammys episode that we did. Yeah, uh, which if you're new to the program, we we covered the Grammys around here. Was she rocking the the? I don't know if she was. Or I don't maybe remember it was the her. Super Bowl. I don't know. Sorry, carry Super on. Bowl. She was the Super Bowl. She was wearing a cowboy something. hat and yes. stuff. Yeah, okay. yes, that did happen. Yeah, um, but at the Grammy, so Miley Cyrus won Best Country Album of the Year. That's right. And people were pissed about that too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and look, like Miley has definitely been had ties to country for a while, but like mm. her album was less country than these songs that we're talking about. Because like I know some of the Miley songs, like I was rocking with it, and I like that album. Yeah. And I remember people being upset about it. and I'm just like, dude, it, it kind of just is what it is. Like. 
the awards and like what categories they go in, like I don't know what goes into it, but I don't think it's worth being upset about. Like people just like famous people and it is what it is. Um, so yeah, if you were expecting the deep cut country guy, freaking whoever, I don't, I can't even think of that. Like Co Wetzel, what's is that the guy yeah, that Scott sure. is? To? Yeah. If you expected him to win whatever, like it yeah. is what it is. Like I'm sorry, but right. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's always so funny when people gatekeep their thing. Yeah. You know, like whenever and, the people that are diehard uh, fans of a niche thing, and country is yeah. not niche, but I no, would say that the people who are pissed off are the niche country fans, yeah. the ones that are like, wait, this is really whatever, and they don't want their their thing to grow and right. reach other audiences and stuff like that. I'm like, do you, man? Do it's what you got to like do. The, uh, it's just like the Florida Georgia Line Nelly collaboration where oh, yeah. – People could look. People hey, look, could people could listen to that song and be like, "Oh, Nelly, it's not country." But then it's also Florida Georgia Line trying to get into the pop scene. It's, yeah. You can go either way with it. But like, I didn't have a problem with that. And you see, uh, I've seen some country artists who take like R and B and hip hop music mm-hmm. and spin it into country, which is you know it, it's right. whatever. Lil Nas X has his thing. So you mean that you know. Dirt Road Anthem that had a ludicrous track? Yes, uh, Jason Aldean. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there was a what was the other one? There was another one. Did Tim McGraw have a? I think about it over and over again. Was there a rapper yeah, oh yeah. on that song too? Yeah, I think there probably was. Yeah, um, there's been some good ones. And honestly, dude, I really think it just comes down to the artist. Like, I'm not saying that we should just let artists do whatever they want. I don't think it's our position to interpret art our way and try to put it in whatever box we want to. Right. I think just you know, if, if Post Malone is another one who's been a little bit blurred lines of terms of he does some rap some country doesn't he have a country album like a country specific album coming i think i think that's been something he said for a while and he's definitely done country songs and country performances i think it's cool to let these artists cook in different avenues like i kind of i really like that and i think that should be normalized so i think everybody should shut the hell up you know what's an absolute banger you probably heard this i don't know for sure uh, when Chance the Rapper did the Hot in Here in I Country have, I have on heard that, whatever yes. late night show, that was I awesome. I love that, dude. Chance the that Rapper was, awesome. was was cool for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe he should do country now because he's uh, he's 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 run out of tricks on rap a little bit. That's, that, that's also true. <laughs> Once he stopped uh, being a heavy drug user, his his raps really went downhill. Changes things. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. imagine, uh, imagine the, if Lil uh, Wayne stopped drinking promethazine. Be, be like, Chance the guitar strummer. Don't be Chance the rapper anymore. Be Chance <laughs> yeah, the, the banjo player. Yeah, sign me up for it. No, I thought it was cool. I think uh, Beyonce in the, the cowgirl outfit, Remember when that, Lil, that about Lil Nas X was another one they tried to shame out of country music. Oh, yeah. 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 Don't be that guy yeah. or gal or whatever. Yeah. No, I think it's cool. They, man. them, whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't be them. <laughs> um, gosh, man, this has been such a fun episode. Now we got to go to some somber stuff. It is it that somber, Curtis? <sighs> Curtis did it. I want to. I want to just. I want to set the stage for y'all yesterday. Man. So look, if you listen to the other day's show, we prepped you for this UFC card, <sighs> and if you didn't watch it, you're an idiot. It was awesome. It was awesome. It's a great event. Yeah. Uh, it lived up to. I would say the the event itself just lived up to the hype. The mm. crowd there was crazy. I think it was Nuts. the. Uh, I think Dana White said it was the highest gate in California history. Really? Uh, at least in combat sports, I sure. should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So any boxing, MMA, whatever, that was the largest in in crowd or in person crowd, at least ticket sales wise. That was crazy. Uh, it was packed. So Volkanovsky, who we love, old man Volk, old man Volk, uh, who had just turned thirty five and was undefeated at featherweight, he gets KO'd in the second round. Curtis and I won money. We did on the night, and a, we won money a on that. Pretty healthy result. amount of money to be to be watching Curtis try and like fake like he was sad about it was so funny. Because look, we do <laughs> we like Volk a lot, and I was I even and that was kind of part of the premise of why we bet on Sapporius because like we knew that like we would rather profit 
on something that was sad like this yes. rather than if we had yeah. bet on Vulcan, then that happens and we're depressed. Yeah. So it's kind of like we 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 bought that, you know, or we we uh, profited off of his mm-hmm. loss. Which, but watching Curtis like sit there and he was like trying to like do the like. When the like when the other team gets an injury and like the Drake meme where he's like oh and he's like baking like he's upset Curtis was just like oh man that's uh, tough for Volk man <laughs> ah, tough break man well, I'm, a, I'm a big Volk sympathizer one because yeah. he, he's hard not to love he's the man dude he, he deserves a, he's so a much legend respect. Uh, but also as a as a man who just turned 35 himself uh, to hear this whole ordeal about how he's old and washed up and because oh, yeah. he just turned 35 I'm like no. Nah. Bullshit. Like, I'm still in my prime, you know, and so was Volk. And then he was just, he was just outclassed. Like, I know he called for the rematch, and Taporia was like, ah, oh, well, I think he should move on, but he's a nice guy. I'll give it to him if he wants it. Nah, like, nobody needs to see that. It's over. No, man. I, mean, I think it is the end of an era. It's definitely an end of an era, like it's a changing of a guard, whatever yeah. term you want to use. Taporia's a bad man. I mean, that's the biggest takeaway I have from the night Gosh. is like, yeah. he's 27 years old. He's now 15-0, and 0, the featherweight champion of the world, as his Instagram bio last week predicted. Yeah, wow. Uh, which, and, and call me call me crazy because I felt like right before Volk got knocked out, I was like, Volk might be... Like, yes, he might be about to teach his dude a lesson because he was starting to oh, kind of yeah. piece him up. And well, I look, was thinking, you know what? This might we might have a fight here and then just took one sure, right. Man. And uh, I think that boy. the way that it played out almost made it more impressive in my eyes, because like Conor McGregor knocked out Jose Aldo in 13 seconds yeah. in his similar situation back in the day when he was on his way up. And that was his changing of the guard. And that was an awesome moment. One of the best in combat sports history. Mm-hmm. But we didn't get to see the full fight. It was a little bit different. And there's there were still people that night. Who were like, or even for the you know months and years afterward, who were like, man, Aldo should have gotten a rematch. Like it would have been nice to see them really mix it up a little bit because they really just had one exchange. That was what made this one more impressive to me is that we right. saw these dudes exchange. We saw Taporia get his reads, take his time. All three judges gave Volk the first round. By I the way. saw that, yeah. Which like you know again doesn't matter when you get knocked out in the second, right? It was late in the second. He was winning the second round, too. Yeah, he was. Uh, and like you said, it looked like he was kind of starting to figure it out. He was starting to land that jab a good bit. Mm-hmm. He was beating up his legs. He was kicking oh, his yeah. legs a bunch. Uh, Volk threw so many kicks in the first two rounds. Like, yeah, uh, he you was called just, that, by the way. He but... was just spamming kicks. And, like, yeah. Taporia was kind of getting, like, he wasn't getting, he wasn't hurting Taporia. But for, Taporia admitted after the fight that he was getting frustrated a little bit of, like, the timing and the Volk mm-hmm. speed was kind of throwing him off. And that's another part of this is, like, this is not a situation where Volk showed up here and just looked old, which yeah. is kind of what like we were worried about. Volk looked like Volk. He and looked he, good, and he looked yeah. like he was you know making his adjustments. And I was like, man, it's just you know, I, you know, I said to you after the first round, I was like, I don't like what I'm seeing because it looked like Volk was a little more frantic than usual. Yeah, and I felt like he was throwing some of those kicks, and they like I said, they weren't hurting right. Taporia, and it felt like every he, time Taporia touched him, it really shook him a little. Yeah, bit. he just seemed so aware of how powerful Taporia was, yeah. and it just. It just bled through and uh, proved him and right. Dude, power because he is, freaking I mean, slept, legitimately legit slept, slept him. him. Yeah. I mean, he just folded him, man. And it really, you know, when it happened live, I thought he like hit him nice with a nice combo. He threw a nice combo, but really only one of them kind of landed on the side of his head. And then there was only the one that just cracked him right on the right hook that just cracked him on the chin. Yeah, it really was a one shot KO. And I mean, he was he was God, out man. as soon as that 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 punch yeah. hit him. I mean, his eyes took a while to really close. He was kind of, there's a picture of him where he's on the way down and he's kind of just like staring straight into nothing. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I think he might, his soul might have left his body. And <laughs> yeah. Man, it just like, 
again, and this is what's tough. We talk about how on the last show how Volk took that fight on short notice against Islam in October, mm-hmm. and it was very weird to see that happen. And we knew in the moment, like, oh, this wasn't peak Volk. This was one, you know, eleven. But you got to see him really look human. And I think that ruined this moment a little bit for me because I'd just seen Volk get knocked out. I know. I'd seen him look like we kind of proved that he was human and that he were yeah. like, oh, wow, this guy was going through some stuff, which, again, is normal. But it's like it ruined the allure a little bit because, like, seeing this, it was kind of just confirmation of what we knew was possible. Yeah. It would have been more stunning. One of the odds, we would have made a lot more money on Taporia because he would have been, like, plus 190 if Volk had oh, not fought true. in October. Yeah. Uh, but, man, dude, it just – Taporia is a scary dude. This dude is a superstar, Curtis. Like he's he. I saw he gained like six hundred thousand Instagram followers. He's up to like three million now. Yeah, he's he's uh, cooking. He and he's you, got a you huge. You mentioned this too. I think you're about ahead. to say it. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say he's got a huge following overseas. Oh yeah, uh, and those Spanish crowds. So like Thursday night at the press conference, he was getting booed and he was telling everybody, uh, which I thought was crazy. He said, "You're gonna you're all gonna become instant fans." So bleep. Cover your son's ears. So shut the fuck up. That's what he said. And it was like, I remember thinking like, oh, this is a good heel moment. But then Saturday, he was not getting booed. Kind of like he predicted. Everybody was instant fans. But the Spanish crowd showed up. And it's in L.A. So it's not like, it's not a short flight from Spain to L.A. But Mm -hmm. dude. And his his and you you brought this to my attention, but his marketing and pub team, oh, uh, yeah. videographer, everything he puts out there looks like a freaking movie. Like, they, and they're literally filming a movie. He said that going into the fight. This yeah. guys, this is nuts. This is real <laughs> Conor McGregor type stuff here because he said going into the fight that they were filming this movie about his rise to the belt, and it was gonna show. It was gonna go in theaters in Spain afterwards. Like they're gonna put this. <laughs> And he just went out there and did it. It's like, hey, yeah, we just need you to play the role. He was playing the role of guy who just beats everyone's ass for several years, and he did. Yes. It beat yep. Bryce Mitchell on the way to it. I mean, it's, it's dude, good just, for him. And, dude, every every highlight you see of Taporia knocking someone out, they look like they die. Oh, like yeah. that when he went up to 155 and knocked out Jai Herbert and just folded him like a chair, like it just every, including this one against Volk. That dude is just terrifying, man. But yeah, he is. Curtis, I'm, I, right as I was going to Twitter to pull something else up, I saw this picture and it was from two years ago, and mm-hmm. it's Israel Adesanya, Alexander Volkanovsky, and Kamara Usman. Three men who, at that point in time, Kamara Usman was number one pound for pound, Volk yep. was number two, Izzy was number three. All three of those guys were on crazy long win streaks of like eight, nine, ten. And it's like, man, these guys are never going to lose at this, that their weight class is like these. Life this comes is, at you fast. Then all of a sudden, Kamara <laughs> gets head kicked, which, by the way, Kamara was the least likely of all these guys, gets head kicked by Leon, and he has not won since. Mm-hmm. Uh, Izzy gets knocked out by Alex Pereira, got the belt back, but then had the worst performance of his career. Uh, Volk is now one in three in his last four, which just feels weird to say about a yeah. guy who is 26 and four as a mixed martial <sighs> artist. Uh, Man, it's just crazy. It's such a yeah. crazy sport, and you know, you said you said it's a changing of the guard, man. It really feels like that. And I'll be honest, I don't know who Taporia fights next. I don't know, like that division. Volk had beaten all the contenders, you yeah. know, Max Holloway, I've, Yair well, I've Rodriguez. Heard, I've heard people saying they'd like to see Max Holloway. Yeah, which, and see, you know, I say, well, Max Holloway's got a tough fight on his hands with Justin Gaethje at one fifty-five. So yeah. I, we'll see how that works. I think if Max wins or loses, I don't think Max is going back down to one forty-five. Yeah, I think he's put on that weight, and I think he's kind of he was prepared to move on because Volk had cleaned out the division and right. kind of made it his home. And, and again, I think Max also is doing the math and thinking, I fought Volk three times and I couldn't beat him. 
and that dude just folded him like a lawn chair. What's going to happen minutes. to me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think <laughs> Sean O'Malley, who I love, he was there in attendance. He looked great. He had the mink coat on and yeah. everything. He looked like a stud. But behind those shades, he was going, <laughs> Well, I think he saw Marab earlier in the night, by the way, which we can get to oh, that yeah. fight a little oh, bit. He the saw whole him, night, he, he was he like, had to see ah. Marab, and he's like, okay, that's that's a tough fight, but okay, it is what it is. Yeah. Seeing Ilya, because he had been talking, saying he wanted that Ilya fight. I can't wait to hear his podcast on Monday and to right. see if he's like, Maybe not, because, you know, yeah, Ali, actually, funnily enough, had said from the jump, he's like, I have no interest in fighting Volk. Yeah. And he's like, look, I'm not saying I couldn't beat him, but he's like, I just, I don't have that. I don't really want to hit, like, I don't, I don't, I don't have a burning desire to test my skills against him. Right. To Poria, he kind of likes John Ad, and they've had some back and forth, and they've called each other some names, and, uh. I, I would love to see that fight because I think that's the two biggest stars you have right For now sure. in the USC, UFC. And I think 27 and 28 years old, I think we need to have that fight this summer. And I think both dudes' stock will go up from mm-hmm. that. And I think that, that'd be a fun one, especially because from O'Malley, it'd be up a weight class. It's like, it's not going to change anything. But, that's uh, true. That's a good I guess point. since I mentioned Marab, we should go ahead and just mention that fight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. We got to rapid fire through these other ones because they were some, they were some good fights. Yeah. Shout yeah, out I mean, to Marab. For, Marab, uh, the big night for Georgia. Yeah. This, the country because yeah. Taporia, you know, spends a time there. He, shout he, out to, uh, shout out to Marab <laughs> for the WWE style uh, fireman carry Dude. and then just picked up an Olympic wrestler gold and medalist. carried him on his. And look, these, these guys <laughs> both weighed in 135 pounds. This is not a yeah. bigger guy. Two small guys, one of which wrestled and won a gold medal in the Olympics. Yeah, and he gets picked up and carried around the octagon and he what was a pointing showman. at Mark Zuckerberg. And yeah, stuff. he's choking him out and pointing at Zuck. Like, oh man, yeah, it was a was... great showing from Marab. Yeah. Henry tried. Henry tried to retire. They didn't even put a mic on him. No, because Marab was shut thing up. Ever. Yeah, Marab <laughs> went too long, and <laughs> yeah. Dana even defended it. He was asked about it in the press conference. And he's like, "No, nah, it was Marab's night. Uh, fair. We had we had stuff to get to." You know, it is what it is. Henry yeah. can retire now or and later he if he wants. He did say he will fight for the belt next. He did Marab, say that, which so. I appreciated because he also said that Leon Edwards turned uh, said yes to three UFC 300 main events, yeah. which I appreciated him doing that mm-hmm. because people have tried to paint this narrative that Leon is inactive and he's whatever. Leon has never said no to a fight. Right. He's, he signed up to fight Hamzat Shemaya four times over the last four years. Oh, yeah. Including on UFC 300. Yeah. He's not scared of anyone. So I'm glad that he said that just because Leon's not main eventing. I'm sure there were some people who wanted to be like, oh, why is Leon? You know, whatever. Right. But nah, I appreciate that he did that. that life. I appreciate that he gave Marab his, uh, his flowers a little bit because he hasn't given Marab many flowers because... Yeah. For a lot yeah. of reasons, but uh, no, that was that was that was good, man. I I really enjoyed that yeah. one. Um, listen, Paulo Costa lost, and he did lose to Robert Whitaker, yeah. and, and very much so. Um, shout out to Robert Whitaker for eating that kick to the freaking cheek. Uh, yeah. That was a shot. But also shout out to to Paulo Costa for for being back in there. I thought he looked great. That was yeah, that was a I really Paulo, fun fight. And Dana said as much after the fight when he was asked about it. Like both yeah. guys just looked really solid. And he said you could tell it was a good performance for Whitaker coming mm-hmm. off of a loss. You get kind of dominated by Drikas Duplissi and you've lost to Izzy. So it's like you're starting to have those questions of can I hang at the top of this division? Am right. I still that guy? And it wasn't like Paulo didn't show up, like you said. I mean, he yeah. looked he was in great shape, throwing bombs, man. He was yeah. hitting him with some big shots. Yeah, he was. That those kick kicks. Was nuts, and dude, man. Every time, you know, <laughs> Whitaker would like kind of kick these little low kicks. It was a little yeah. bit like Volk Taporia. He's throwing these little kicks, and then Paulo would just rear back and slap his thigh. And it was like, oh, oh yeah. it was like it would hurt way harder. And any shot Whitaker would land, like Paulo would look at him and just be like, laugh at him. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> oh man. He even hit the same kick that Paulo hit. He hit him with a <laughs> kicking it in the face and he was just like ah. great stuff i thought it was just Love a really it. fun back and forth entertaining fight. fight two high level dudes who showed up which is kind of what we on the friday we said like just watch that fight and if yes. you if you want to decide if you like mma or not just watch that fight and i thought it was 
one that lived up to the hype. And I hate to say it, Curtis, there was one fight on the main card that really did not live up to the hype. Nope, it did not. Ian Machado Gary continues to be undefeated. He's 14 and 0. He he won via split decision. Yeah. Um, but two judges gave him all three rounds against Jeff Neal. Mm. Um, one judge gave two rounds to Jeff Neal. So that's how we get there. That split yeah. decision here. Just looking at the stats here, total strikes, Ian 80 to Jeff Neal's 57. Significant strikes, Jeff uh Ian 67 to Jeff Neal's 46. I don't have a round by round breakdown. Jeff had a lot of control time against the fence. Yeah. I, now, if there's one thing I will say about this fight in defense of Ian Gary, he clearly frustrated Jeff Neal in terms of the range and being elusive, and mm. Jeff just couldn't find a home for any of his big shots, yeah. really. And, and anytime he did, you could kind of tell it was shaky in a little bit. Oh, yeah. Well, those um, guys were getting booed for a majority of that fight because it, people, I think, were expecting a slugfest there. Oh, yeah. And I I actually will give credit to Ian in the in the post, uh, post-fight presser yeah. because he was like, listen— he was like, if uh, if you've got a guy like uh, like Jeff Neal coming, he's throwing bombs at you. Yeah. What are you gonna do? You're gonna back the hell up, right? And get out of the way. And he was saying like, my job is to make him miss and counter and yeah. be tactical and take advantage of his mistakes. That's yeah. what I did. And for the I most the part, fight. he did that. Yeah. I just wish Ian would have taken a few more risks to maybe try and land that big one that really... Given his circumstances, yeah. he should have. Because now, I, I think like, so. nobody's excited to watch him and Colby Covington now. Nobody wants to see that. And nobody. I think if you're the UFC, it's tough to book that fight. Exactly. Seeing what you've seen from both these guys in the last... Now look, Ian is a freaking special talent He's really, fight. really He really good. is good. Yeah. And like you know, that's I think a part of what people were booing is because Jeff Neal kept pushing him up against the fence and controlling him, which Ian kind of brought up, where he's like, "Yet another guy who gets in there and strikes with me, and then decides, oh, maybe I don't like striking with this guy. Maybe yeah. I want to take him down, and couldn't take him down. So it's like Ian's takedown defense holds up. He he's, he looked he wasn't getting manhandled against the cage. Jeff Neal, I thought looked was in tremendous shape. Yeah, he, he looked, looked great, like a man. very good and very game Jeff Neal. Mm-hmm. Um, we found out that Ian Gary was better than him. I think that's what we found out. He is. Yeah. The gap was not as big as I hoped it would be. He didn't have that Shavkat-esque performance, at least in my eyes, where he had to right. really battle adversity and then came back and landed. And Shavkat finished the fight, man. Yeah. Shavkat submitted. He landed a huge bomb and then submitted him like... I'm not saying Ian had to do that, but it's like you just see the levels of this game. Shopcott would kill Ian Gary. And, right I mean, now. seriously, like, I really actually think kill him. If the UFC wants to get get bold, I think they should book that fight. Oh, now they are former man. training partners who like each other. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. They, now they now Ian's trained with literally freaking yeah. everyone. He's trained he with Leon, around. who he's now talking crap about. So it's like who knows? Yeah. Um, Ian has actually said publicly, "I will fight Shopcott if they book me again. Like if they ask me to fight him, I will, I'll never turn on a fight." And he was like, "Shopcott's a nasty dude, and we would put on the fight of the year." I don't think either of them are super interested in it. Yeah. But, like, dude, it's the game, man. Dana just said, right. I don't want people turning down fights. If you're Marab, he's he just now got to the point. Marab had to beat three former champions to get <laughs> over the fact that he turned down a title fight against his yeah. best friend. So it just is what it is. For sure. I'm still at, now, Ian is 26. He's 14 0, like I said. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ilya Taporia is now 15 0. Like, we're, I'm, I'm not, he's not on that level yet. Uh, there's no reason why Ian can't be in the title picture by the end of this year. I think he's oh, one, yeah. maybe two wins away. I'm still a believer in him as a character. I'm still a believer in him as a talent. I'm underwhelmed by the performance I saw, and I'm not, like, that bothered by it. Like, mm-hmm. it is what it is. He took care of business against a dangerous dude, and he got it done. Got it done. I just wanted him to be a little bit more special than he was on Saturday night. Is yeah. that all? Is that, is that, is that, am, I allowed, am I allowed to say that? You're allowed to say that. No, I, I think that's a fair assessment. I'm with you. Obviously, I was being a, a an Ian Gary hater yeah. given his situation, and I will continue to Curtis, be. But Curtis said it at least five times while we were sitting there. He just he just said, uh, "I'm not impressed with Ian Gary." 
I'm, I'm just really I'm not impressed with not, Dean Gary. Just like, not impressed. I, I, you know what? I wasn't but, super impressed with him. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't he, as, he's had performances like that before, by the way. He's had. A, I mean, yeah. I've been me and my buddy. Actually, I got to give a shout out to my best one of my best friends, Colby Parker. Uh, we've been an Ian Gary. We've been on this Ian Gary train together for back when he was on the prelims. Matter of fact, you remember that time we went to Twin Peaks like two years ago, and there was mm-hmm. a card happening. And I was like, "Hey, there's this Irish kid." That was back when he was on like the early prelims of like his yeah. second UFC fight. So I've been <laughs> rocking with this dude, like kind of watching his trajectory, hoping it would. And last year was a huge step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I'm now at least a little concerned. Where I'm like, can he really compete at a top five level? What would he look like against Gilbert Burns, Jack Della Maddalena? Who, by the way, those two guys are fighting March 9th. Yes, they are. I would love to see Ian against the winner of that fight. Oh, there you go. I would yeah. love to see it because I think Gilbert, if he wins that fight, is probably not in a position where he's going to go into a title shot. He probably needs one more. I think beating Ian Gary would do that. And if De- De- uh, Jack Della Maddalena comes out on top, that's another up-and-coming prospect. Throw him in there together. Two high-level strikers. Let's see what happens. Wow. Uh, I think that would be a great fight for either for, for Ian. So I'm I'm kind of hoping they go that direction. I don't think Colby Covington is going to sign up to fight him. I really don't. Shouldn't. But, he needs uh, to sign, sign up for them Donald Trump shoes and move <laughs> yeah. on with your life. Uh, there was one fight, just in case anyone was wondering. Now, I, I told people I liked Kapilov, so he lost. But he if you were lose. questioning whether I know ball, I did say if he stays on the feet, he's going to knock him out. And if he gets taken down and can't get up, he's going he's gonna to be in trouble. Uh First round looked like he might knock him out. I mean, he was landing some bombs, landing some good kicks, and and then I yeah. just you could tell he doesn't know how to wrestle at yep. all. He couldn't he couldn't stop the takedowns. Once he got down there, just looked lost and got rear naked choked. And he mm-hmm. actually held on to the rear naked choke and like ate it for like a minute there. I thought Did. he was gonna survive. That was actually one of the cooler moments of the night, though. Hernandez on his back and he's just like, yeah, he like, knew man. And he's sitting there like, <laughs> like it was it was very yeah. good. Uh, Travesty, by the way, on the prelims. We got to really quickly touch on the fact that the, that our girl Mackenzie Dern. Well, Mackenzie Dern put on a show that was very fun to watch for multiple reasons, and she, did. she got robbed. She did. I mean, I think she actually got robbed. It I think. Also, she, I think. I think that's the, the unanimous the case decision of the night. was yeah. crazy too. Come on, uh, man. And now I think now Lemos is Lemos is a badass, and I like mm. watching her fight. I just she I almost finished her. Oh, for, oh, was it first round? It was the second round. Second round. It was okay. early in yeah. the second round because Dern, you remember, so the first round. In the first round, what it came down to. Oh, she got that takedown late. There was a point where I remember they showed the stats, and it was halfway through the second round, and it was like 13 to 0 on significant strikes. Mm-hmm. Like Lemos was just kind of piecing her up, like landing some good ones, you know, not wobbling or anything, but clearly landing the better shot. I mean, the only shots. And then then Dern got a takedown at about the 230 mark and just held it the rest of the round, right. landed some strikes here and there. I thought for sure that would do enough to win her the round. It just didn't on any yeah. of the judges' scorecards. Crazy. Which, like, you know. Typically, I lean damage over control. I had rooting interest and money interest and all that, so I was hoping. But I think two and a half rounds. It's just a, it's a fascinating fight yeah. to watch. Uh, and then, like you said, second round, Dern just gets dropped. Like mm-hmm. ten seconds in, she was trying to go in for a takedown, just and uh, she had to survive a storm that I still don't know how she survived. I don't either. I thought the ref was gonna the ref if the ref had stopped it at any moment, I would not have agreed disagreed at all. No, I would have been no, like, damn, she got knocked out again. Like it is what it is. Um, the fact that she was able to recover from that, have some moments in that round, and then she rocked. and then she easily won the third round. Oh, girl, easily yeah, the third won round. the third round. Yeah, really impressive performance from both girls. Honestly, mm-hmm. I thought I they both showed up. I thought Lemos kind of faded down the stretch, but clearly she did enough to win the fight in in, in three judges' yeah. eyes. So it's like hard to knock it. That was just Dern it was, still it, got paid. Dern still got paid. <laughs> uh, they won fight of the night, by the way, which I was. Oh, yeah, which was fair. I thought I thought Costa Whitaker might get it, but I'm okay with one. those those girls getting it. Yeah. Now, it reminded me of that fight actually, where you now it was a little bit different because there was some more grappling and stuff. But it just two high level girls at the top of their divisions who like 
showed up. It was number three versus number seven, and it looked like number three versus number seven. I yeah. liked it. It was uh, it was good stuff. Yeah, it was a good stuff. It was some good stuff. Uh, let's roll through a little Monday medley yeah, action, and then we'll get medley. out of here. Um, real quick, your thoughts on the UFC 300 main event that was finally announced. It happened. I'm very happy. So I'm not like, again, there's a lot of fans who were expecting Brock Lesnar versus Jesus Christ to be the main event of UFC 300. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Conor they, McGregor, Habib, part two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now look, now, now I was on that train a little I bit. I mean, it would have been awesome. I was there for about yeah. two hours. About two hours I was I was hoping for. It would have been awesome. It seems like they're they're keeping McGregor on ice, which, by the way, according to Ariel Hawani, who's very plugged in, Conor McGregor is healthy, in shape, in camp. The UFC chose not to have him as a three, UFC 300 main event. They feel like UFC 300 is going to sell itself and mm. with all these fights. And now that you have Alex Pereira, one of the biggest stars in the UFC, now Jamal Hill, who won that, who won the light heavyweight belt last January, been out for a while because he tore his Achilles playing basketball. Respect that. Former Hooper also, so we rock yeah. with him. That fight is going to be one of those that, like, casual, like, you know, I don't think there's many people listening to this that know who Jamal Hill is, even though he's a former champion. Uh, that fight is going to guaranteed be a good fight. I mean, yeah. that's two high-level strikers. One, somebody's going to sleep. That's going to be a fun one. And I'm I'm excited to see what Jamal does with the big stage. Right. He also said in an interview yesterday that he didn't know, like this was not a realistic possibility until Friday. Friday. Oh, yeah, I saw until, that. And he was just like, look, I wanted to do it, but like, you know, we all want to do it. Yeah. We all want to get that call. And I, I got the call <laughs> and I said yes. And coming off an Achilles that he tore in early July, yeah, really – I mean, I will Dude, see Pereira how he looks. going to eat that calf up, man. That, that's, that was kind of my first thought was I was like, yeah. I would not want to fight <laughs> Pereira after coming off a leg Ooh, injury, yeah. uh, man. But, I'm, I, you know, we'll see how he looks. But mm. I'm, I'm just very impressed that both those guys are stepping up and answering the call. Yeah. Uh, a little It'll surprised because be Rio de Janeiro's in. They're going to Rio de in Janeiro May? in May. And I thought yeah. Pereira would be there, but it is what it is. Hell, maybe that's he will. I'm excited <laughs> about that. That's going to be a good one. Sure. People are going to complain, but they're going to be fine. Yeah. It's oh, going to yeah. be a good. It's going to be a fun event. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to Connor whenever it is that he happens. And I'm okay with them separating the two because UFC 300 is going to sell. Yeah, it's and good. And going to sell. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need to overload it. It doesn't right. have to be this Super Bowl level card when you yeah. have to put on 13 events a year. Exactly. Know? No, that, that's true. That's actually a really good point that I hadn't considered. So, I, yeah, I think it'll be a good And one. also, they'd have to pay Whaley and I guess Pereira or whoever, whatever champions, they would have to pay them the pay-per-view points for a McGregor pay-per-view, which yeah. the UFC doesn't want to do. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, no, that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Excited for that. A um, couple things that I noticed. Uh, first of all, shout out to Brittany Griner. Got her number retired at Baylor. There you um, go. She's been through it. You know, hey, you just try to take uh, try to take Benjamin Franklin into Russia and uh, get, get put in prison for... <laughs> A year and have to get yeah. traded for an End arms dealer to get back in the lifestyle. country. Yeah, so uh, yeah, she made it back home. Jersey number retired at Baylor, so good for her. Very good. Um, trivia question for you. Let's do it. How many SEC games have South Carolina women's basketball won in a row? I saw that they're now twenty-five and zero overall, but I'm going to go with the conference seventy. Damn, I don't know. Was it forty? They might get to seventy. What it's is forty-three? Forty-three. And that's a record. Dude, that's apparently, crazy. Yeah. that's. That's over, nuts. That's over two years now. We're going on three yeah. years. And there's some, you know, there's good ball, women's uh, basketball in SEC. So, yeah, 43 good, in a row yeah. they have won. So, good on them. Yeah, looks like they're going to uh, be right in the mix again to win the title, it seems like. Yeah. like they're there. I guess so, unless they run into uh, our girl, Caitlin Clark. Yeah, oh, that's going to be a freaking... Sign the, me the up women, for that, Yeah, man. I mean, even LSU's <laughs> still got a good team, so it's like the women's Final Four is going to be a show if the Stars can get there. Oh, yeah. 
no, I, I think it would be awesome. Yeah, LSU's got to get there too, and then you'd have uh, you'd have everything that you need there for sure. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, man. Did we, oh, the last the last thing I had. Uh, did you see Victor Wimbanyama just dropping the f bomb so casually I during his interviews at no. the All Star game? Yeah. The f u word. Yeah. Uh, the the what the f. Okay. He dropped two of them. Uh, he was being interviewed. He was talking about like uh, some of the conditioning stuff with with Pop, like Greg yeah. Popovich. Dropped a what the f, and then uh, yeah, he had a second one after that, and it's like, hey, brother, you can't yeah, do that on, back, uh, on national television. Nineteen years old, man. That's, relax. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jeez. So uh, no, that's that's all I had. So hey, okay. I, I mean, I don't think I have anything crazy off the top of my head, other ah. than guys, remember to rock with everything that we're doing here. Yeah. Natty State six pack. Pot at the Palace, Bombastic, mm-hmm. the John Neighbors Show. I'm sure there's something else I'm forgetting. We, we got all kinds of cool stuff in the works, man. Get to Flyway Get Tuesday. to Flyway Tuesday night for We're sure. We're going to be there um, from 4 to 6 for the John Neighbor Show, but then maybe we're sticking after. around. Yeah, maybe after. And we're... Uh, we're going live for the Arkansas versus Texas A&M basketball game, which, listen, uh, does it have any meaning? No. But did Arkansas play really well on the road uh, in Starkville on Saturday? Yes. Yeah. So maybe it'll be entertaining and uh, come out there and hang out We're with We're going to have fun. Good food, good beer, and uh, some good company. So be out there. There you go. All right. Well, I think it. I'm. I think I'm all set, Curtis. I had a great. This was. This was like maybe my favorite episode we've ever done. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed this one. I enjoyed it. And maybe we'll. Uh, maybe we'll do it live from. Uh, an unknown, undisclosed yeah, location here knows? in the very near future. We'll we see. got a lot of stuff in the works for this Teasing week, it. man. <laughs> We're, uh, we got a lot of fun stuff going on in Natty State, so join us. That's right. All right, brother. Well, that sounds good. Well, appreciate everybody for tuning in, as always. Yeah. And uh, for Andrew Ellis, it's been Curtis Wilkerson with Natty State Sports, and we will catch you guys um, on Wednesday for the six-pack and, boy, probably a lot between now and then on everything else that we got going on over at Natty State Sports. We'll see you guys soon.